Welcome, friends, to another live conversation on Alatra TV. Today, we have a powerful duo, a mother and a son, all the way from London, Canada. But before I introduce them, I would like to remind our viewers the format of our program tonight. So tonight, we will get to know our guests, and we will also find out how do they envision building a creative society, a society where everyone is happy and lives a fulfilled life. And if you don't know what is a creative society, you can learn more about it on the website alatraunites.com. It is a project that is run by volunteers from over 180 different countries in order to unite us under one goal of building a society we all can be proud of. So tonight, my name is Olga and my co-host is Steve. Welcome, Steve. And with us, we have Tatiana Numasa and her son, Ken Jr. So welcome, guys. Hi. Hi, <laughs> so Olga. Great. Hi, Hi. It's so great to see you. And Tatiana mm -hmm. is a co-founder and secretary of Tabata's Daughters International. She's also a nurse, nurse practitioner. And Ken has a new book coming up that we will learn about today. So welcome, guys. Please tell us a little bit more about your background and what do you do? Okay, thanks so much for having us today, Olga. And thank you, Steve, for having us. Uh, well, as you said, I'm a nurse practitioner. I originally uh, came to Canada from uh, Cameroon uh, in 2010. So I've been in Canada now for 10 years and uh, I'm so blessed to be here. Um, Cameroon, as we know, is in uh, Africa. Uh, it's a great place and Canada is also an amazing country. So I'm a nurse practitioner and I'm also like a co-founder of uh, Tabitha's uh, Daughters International. So Tabitha's Daughters, we came together, myself and a very good friend of mine uh, that we worked together in 2016. And we decided to come up with this organization because uh, we all had experiences growing up where we had friends and uh, people that had difficulties uh, being able to afford sanitary pads. Girls who were st in school, they couldn't afford sanitary pads. Sometimes it was really difficult for them and they would use things that were not very hygienic at the time. So we grew up seeing that we experienced it. So when uh, my friend is from Kenya, so we started talking, she talked to me about it. I said, oh, this is a great idea. Let's actually do something. So we started off, you know, by uh, working together, doing a few things like, you know, selling some cupcakes here and there, talking to our co-workers in the hospital, you know, trying to raise the funds to see how we could support girls in, uh, in uh, Kenya and Cameroon to be able to provide them with sanitary pads so they will not miss a day of school. Because we had also found out that a lot of girls will miss school during their menstrual period just because they did not have the hygienic products. They did not even have sanitary pads or rather stay home for two, three days, four days before they return to school. So that's how we birthed Tabitha's daughters and uh, it's been ongoing and I can speak more about it later. 
So that's basically me. I live here. I have my husband and my two kids, Junior here, and then my daughter. She's 10 years old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Ken, tell us a little bit more about your background and your aspirations for life. Yeah, well, we did. I was three years old when we moved to Canada, Toronto first. Yeah, we moved to Toronto. We lived there for a couple years, but we finally settled in London and we've been here for the past six, seven years. And well, my aspirations for the future. I've been thinking of something in medicine because both my parents are also in medicine. They're both nurses and I haven't quite decided, but maybe a pediatrician I like working with children and that's what interests me personally. Yeah. That is so, Tashiana, first of all, let me just say thank you. I know that you are one of those uh, unsung heroes who goes in every day to work. And uh, you mentioned before we talked, sometimes you, you are the only family some people are allowed to see. I appreciate you and, and thank you for the service you're giving uh, people you. right now at this time. Uh, Kenneth, I, I'm so inspired by a young man with such discipline and drive. Um, you give hope for the future and I appreciate that. We do like to get to know you guys just a little bit more. Our crack team of producers and tech experts around the world have pulled up some pictures. And if you look at the screen, they're going to pull up a collage right now. Uh, okay. Just tell us a little bit about what those pictures are as you get, as we get to know you just a little bit better. Okay, sure. Oh, <laughs> all righty. So I'm going to start. So the picture, I'll start with the one where I'm standing with my friend. Wow. So in the middle, the one in the middle, bottom middle, that's my very good friend, Bernadette. She is the one that we work together to come up with Tabitha's Daughters. So international. So she's actually the founder and I work with her. So if you can see there are some pots in the background. So that's when we did like a chili launch at the beginning when we started in 2016. We would do like chili. We would go to our workplace and we kind of like, you know, give it out to our co-workers for a donation to support Tabitha's daughters when we started. And then uh over here at the right at the left right 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 end that's if you can see that's our banner there where we have tabitha's daughters international and that's back in kenya where we went over to distribute and that's a school those are the school children even at the top you can see uh, the bags, the Tabitha's daughter's bags that we've given them with sanitary pads and we give them underpants and we give them, you know, education that's in the school over there. The teachers are there as well. We also have mentors that uh, went along like young ladies in the society that were doing pretty well. They came along to mentor these girls, to encourage them, to let them know that even though they live in very hard times where they are in the slums, it's really talk but that they can rise they can make it uh if they just believe and work at it so that's it and i'll let junior talk about yeah. this one so on the far left hand side on the bottom you can see that's the cover of my book survival of the fittest yeah 
Um, the in the red, that's my main character, Marcus, uh, or the protagonist. And behind him is his mom, who is floating due to him using his telekinesis. <laughs> she looks quite shocked, but it's also she. He looks like he's having tons of fun, but who wouldn't want to float their mom? If I could, I would definitely be floating my mom all the time. That's if I was in danger. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Because yes, that's what's course, happening there. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And what inspired you to uh, write a book at such a young age? And what is this book all about? Well, I am 14 right now, but I started writing this book when I was 10 years old, uh, I, it was really just for fun at first. I just, I just thought, why, why not? Like, cause I used to read a lot. I used to like just inhale books. So <laughs> I decided to give it a shot myself. So I wrote it. And then when I was around 11 years old, I showed it to my mom and my dad and they were like, they were pretty impressed at the time. So I decided to continue writing and now I'm 14. I finished it around June. So four years since I began and we got Your House Social Enterprise and they're publishing it for us. Um, that's Kenneth, amazing. That, yeah, it's so cool Kenneth, to see that. And you probably just put to shame a whole bunch of coaches and speakers out there who are sitting <laughs> around wondering about writing a book. And now you, a young man at 14, have already completed your first one. Uh, so uh, you're an inspiration. Couldn't have I just, done it without my parents, though. <laughs> I was going to say, how does the family dynamic work at home, and and what's that like to have such supportive parents of your dreams? Well, I know I'm very lucky because there are many children out there who don't have the parents in their life, but I'm very lucky to have two loving parents who financially and emotionally support me, and I'm very thankful for that opportunity, for them giving me that opportunity to even publish a book at 14. Yes, that's so amazing. And um, Tatiana, it's also amazing to see how you saw the problem and you, instead of saying, you know, it doesn't concern me, or instead of saying, you know, someone else is gonna take care of it, you took responsibility on yourself and you made something happen. So what would you say to a person that's saying, you know, right now, like, what can I do? I'm just this one little person. What can I really do? So I will say that every little bit counts. Whatever you see that's a problem, if you have a passion, start somewhere. Because when you take up the first step, you will find that you go a lot further. Because when we started this, it was two of us here. We were not sure how, like, you know, but we decided, you know what? We can make a change. We will start. So we just started using our voices, talking to people, talking to our friends, our coworkers that we worked with in medicine over there, they will tell you, I was like talking to everybody, look at the situation. We want to do something about it. We will do cupcakes and our co-workers supported us with baking and we will come in on our off days and we'll sell it. You know, we did that. And then people, so when you do that, people see the interest, people see your passion and they will definitely come in and support the project. We have a lot of supporters as of today, but when we started, there was not a lot. So I can tell you that as of today, we have supported 
470 girls from when we started in 2016 to stay in school for the entire school year with a supply of sanitary pads every month. We go, we give them for the entire year. So even the reports we get back from the principals, they've been improvement in the result of these girls in school. Some of them have passed their exams and have gone to good secondary schools and high schools after that. So it really, really like we just feel more blessed and we are really grateful that uh, we decided to do that because we would have known that four years later we'll be talking of numbers like that you know mm -hmm. so it's just if you dream it if you have a passion for it start to give it just take a step take a step and then find like-minded people you will find that you will go forward mm, I love that I, well, the other thing you mentioned too is you didn't just you weren't by yourself you pulled around people and you right. created a team how important is it that we start working together as a society it is very very important to work together because i believe that no one is an island so you need other people we need other people to move forward because if it was if I was alone and I didn't talk to people, then I don't think that I would have done as much. Maybe I would impact one, two, but not the numbers that we are impacting now. So with people around you, you can definitely reach out to so many others. You get great ideas when you have like a board that you create. People bring different ideas and then you, you, you work together and you can definitely achieve more. Wow, this resonates with the concept of a creative society so much. Just what you're doing is on a smaller level, but what we are doing together with you is on a bigger, larger level where we connect people and regular people just like us under one idea of making our world a better place for all of us to provide safety, to provide security, to provide hope for everybody because we really are one big united family That's so true. i know that um you know you said that the um one of the foundations really re resonated with you and that was human safety so what i would like to do i will bring this up on the screen and i will read it for our viewers and if both of you can comment on it okay all right so number three human safety no one and nothing in society has the right to create threats to the life and freedom of a human. Every human is guaranteed free provision of essential life necessities, including food, housing, medical care, education, and full social security. Scientific, industrial, and technological activities of the society should be aimed exclusively at improving the quality of human life guarantee economic stability, no inflation and crisis, stable and the same prices around the world, a single monetary unit and a fixed minimal taxation or no tax. The security of human and society from any kind of threats is ensured by the unified global service that deals with emergency situations. So Tatiana and Ken, how important is this foundation and why? So uh, this foundation of creative society is really very important that uh, it just uh, clearly indicates and states that, you know, everyone should have access 
to the basic essential necessities. So we are talking about education all over the world. We're talking about housing. Those are basic things that every society, every government should ensure that its people have. So for example, even with the, I'm gonna link it on to what I do with the girls because looking at the sanitary parts, those are basic necessities in every community because this is like a naturally occurring biological process. It should not be a situation where a girl is going to miss her education. A girl is going to not have her exams because she couldn't make it to school just because she did not have access to sanitary pads. Things like that should be free for the citizens of every country. It shouldn't be such a struggle. To an extent where you have girls that will use really in hygienic things like cotton, some use like rags, some use, if you read the, the news, you see terrible things that girls in the low income or remote areas of the world, different parts of the world will use and they could have infections and other things. So it's just about, this is a powerful point, like, you know, basic, you know, access to basic necessities for all citizens of the world in all countries. That will make uh, us more human, make everyone feel worthy, you know, elevate people's self-esteem, you know, so that they don't run into certain situations. We've seen girls in the low-income areas that go out to do things like prostitution because they need money to be able to just afford sanitary pads. We've heard stories even in low-income countries of girls that because they missed school, they did not write an examination and the teacher was not willing to give them that exam again on another day. So they failed, they dropped out and their parents did not even have the money to have them repeat the class. So then they end up with early marriages and then their futures are just brought low because they don't achieve what they had dreamt they would achieve. So this is very, very important. I'm very passionate and I really, really like this uh, this uh, value of creative society. Yes, thank you so um, much. Ken, oh, can sorry. you share? Yeah, go ahead. Can you share with us uh, how do you see this foundation, why it is important? And even like being as a, an example of the youth, like how do you see even our future? How do you envision us living in a society we can be proud of? Um, first, I want to speak on the human safety uh, foundation. Well, I believe because I'll speak on a situation I was in two days ago. I was walking to like a corner store and my family personally, we are fortunate enough to be stable financially. But there was a homeless man who came up to me, right? And he asked for if I had any spare change. Unfortunately, I didn't have any cash on me, but I felt really bad because like, I'm sure some of these people may have made some bad decisions in the past, but a lot of times it's like, it's really, it's just luck and chance that landed them in their current situation. And the, if we had universal universally they don't even have to like give money but if they were just guaranteed food so they could know where their next meal was coming from that would be really really helpful and now on the creative society i believe it's it's very it's very beneficial it's going to be very good for like our future because as we are right now us humans we're not really sustainable there's a lot of evil in the world 
And that would be like, for example, we need to get rid of everything that's like dividing us right now, whether it be race, religion, uh, sexual orientation, like all of that. We just need to love each other as people before we even think about any of that other stuff. And I believe that the creative society can help achieve that goal. Ken Jr., you, you, we talked to your mom about what one person could do. I, if, you would, if you had a chance to like stand in front of or get in front of this message gonna go out to people your age and you would encourage them to do one thing to help us get one step closer to creative society, what would be one or two things you'd like to see people of your generation start doing right now? Well, that's an interesting question, but maybe it's more community action because I, I know there are many teenagers who are going out there and like helping in their communities, but I feel like because we we're, the, we're the next generation. We're the people who are going to inherit this earth. So we have to, like, even volunteering at a nursing home or something, that, that's community action. And that's not a lot of my friends, like, partake in such things. And that could be really helpful, just being kind and assisting someone else. Or even donating to charity. Like, not a lot of people my age, even if it's just a dollar or two, that's something that could, the first step. Yeah, just to add to that, just to link to that, Junior is donating 5% uh, of whatever he gets from each of his books to Tabitha's daughters to continue to support us as we support this girl. So that's what he's doing for us. That's amazing. That's teamwork. So thank you so much for showing us a great example and really giving us hope. And then I know we talked about another foundation that really spoke to you. Um, Steve, do you think you can read about the development of personality as it comes up on the screen? Yes, I will. All right, let's do it. So every person in the creative society has the right to comprehensive development and personal fulfillment. Education should be free and equally accessible to all, creating conditions and expanding opportunities for a human to implement his or her creative abilities and talents. Okay, so how important yeah. is this foundation to you guys? And uh, how can we make sure that we can implement this? Maybe like what type of conditions do we need to create in order for this foundation to function for us? So I think uh, in terms of this uh, creative society value, I'll say I'll still tied on to societies uh, uh, giving, ensuring that it's uh, people have access to free education all over the world. That's very important. And also like uh, different opportunities for skill development that people can choose. Some people might decide not to actually go to school, but they might decide to go learn other traits and other things that they choose to, to sustain themselves, to build their self-worth or however they choose. Uh, 
So government should be able to make this available for the people because by so doing, there will be more peace and there will be more happiness among people where they get the education they need. They I think we, we have them frozen for a second there. How about you, Steve? You see them frozen as well? Okay, that's no problem. When Once they come back, we can continue this conversation, but it's so important to talk about the creative society. Oh, you guys are back. All right, we had you frozen for a second. So uh -huh. let's continue on about the development of personality. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just saying that uh, it's very important for governments to be able to create opportunities for people, for its citizens to acquire skills in the domains that they choose freely and also to be able to have access to free education. Because by so doing, you can personally develop yourself in whatever area you like, be it art, be it music, be it whatever you choose. And then this people, you can be able to give that back again to the society and then help in the overall growth of the society. And that will bring about a lot of peace and harmony among people. That's amazing. What about you, Ken Jr.? Tell us your take on development of personality and how it really is important, even in a young age. Well, development of personality, I believe that every human is different inherently and we shouldn't be, we shouldn't all, if we were all the same, that wouldn't be good, first of all, because we, there's a whole wide range of careers and jobs that need to be filled. And if everyone was a doctor, for example, who would be a dentist, who would watch, who would clean your teeth, <laughs> like just as an example. So I believe that everyone should have their own, be able to express themselves how they so choose. And I also agree with that education because education truly is key. And to, if you're well educated, there are many doors that open for you that you may not have known of had you not been educated. So powerful. I, Tatiana Kim Jr., I would love to hang out with you for the rest of the evening. However, we are on a 30 minute show program. So we can't, as we're closing the wind down, one of the things that's really big about creative society is connecting people with other people. And Tashiana, I'm going to ask you, uh, would you be able to think about nominating one person that we might reach out to, to bring on our show? But Ken Jr. I'm also going to ask you, is there someone in your peer group, in your class that you, that might be like, you know what? Uh, yeah. I want to invite them to come on your show too. Uh, I would love to see more young people caring about this stuff, and we'd like to give them the platform to talk. Um, so, Tatiana, can, would you guys would like to nominate someone? We'd like to hear who they might be. Sure, sure. I would like to nominate uh, a lady here in London. She's called Durka Prout. She has been uh, the founder and heading the Spelling Bee of Canada, London chapter. Can you hear me? Yes, that's awesome. Okay. Yes. 
So she has been heading and leading the Spelling Bee of Canada London chapter for so many years. She's put her heart and soul into this and she's impacted so many kids within the community. She's also an active member of one of the parties and she's uh, advocating a lot for members of the community. So I think she will be great for the show. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. What about you, Ken? Have you thought of someone? Um, I know another person who's my age, who's also written a book, actually. Uh, his name is Prabhjot Chopra. He mm -hmm. is just a year older than me, but he was in my class and he's a pretty smart, he's, he's really smart. And I think that he would be good on the show. He'd do well. Awesome. Yeah, we will reach out to him too and invite him and share the message of Creative Society and get his feedback of how we can build this, you know, amazing society we can be all proud of. And before we go tonight, is there something you would like to wish to our viewers? Well, um, before I just want to thank everybody for watching the show. And I also want to thank you, Olga and uh, Steve, for taking the time this evening to talk to us. Uh, I just want to wish everyone watching peace and love wherever you are. And uh, take the first step. Don't be afraid. Reach out, you know, if there's you need help or if there is somebody or some impact you want to create in society, do not be afraid. Keep start with one step and you'll be able to achieve it. So I just want to thank everybody. And I want to mention that um, Junior's book will probably be yeah. coming out by uh, December. So Junior, where can they find your book? Uh, the Your House Social Enterprise Shop is the only place you can purchase it as well when it comes out initially. You may be able to find it in other places much later, but for now, you'll look out for it there. Thank you. So what is it again? Wow. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. Okay. So that's all we have to say. Thank you so much. And uh, awesome. if you also want to send us an email to tabitasdaughtersinternational at gmail.com, feel free to do so. Connect with us. We are always looking for supporters. And reach out to the young ladies in your communities who need help because and young men they are the future of tomorrow and together we can create a great society yes i agree and also please learn more about the project creative society because really without you we cannot build the society that we all can be proud of every single person needs to take a little step forward and share this information with others so you can visit alatraunites.com and on the website, you can learn more about the, this global initiative. You can see the different interviews that we are taking uh, right now. We actually do about 100 different interviews a week on different languages with different people around the globe. And we all talking about creative society because we're realizing that right now the consumeristic type of format is not the format that we all enjoy living in. And we really need an alternative. And we need an alternative that can happen in a peaceful way. And it can help happen because people really want to do it. So thank you so much again, Tatiana. And thank you so much, Ken Jr. It was such a pleasure and such a delight to have you on. Steve, thank you so much for co-hosting. And we will thank see you, you guys next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye.